Hello and welcome to the King Hero's Journey. My name is Beth Martins. I am here for part two of When Angels Roar. <laughs> We've been seeing a lot of angels roar these days. My special guest, Daniel Terry, is here from Angelic Law. And uh, if you didn't catch the first interview, please, please do. It's uh, here on my channels at my website. Just turn that off. And uh, before I take a, uh, if, if we, before we get into introductions, I just want to get the Rockfin stream going because I know lots of people like to go on uncensored platforms and not support the, uh, the, the big guys like I still am. And here we go. I think we're, I think we're ready to go. I'll just grab a quick link and share it in the chat. Shannon Legro is here. So glad you're here. Hi, and <laughs> there you go. Here's the Rockfin link for anyone that would like to be over there. All right. Well, it's been uh, it's been very interesting. I'll I'll fill you in, Daniel, if you don't mind. While we're just getting a few people on, uh, we had a. You might be aware that there was a worldwide walkout after the. Um, you know, all of our government employees, basically, if it doesn't matter what sector you're in, uh, the real front line, right, they were calling them the front line before, but our Manitoba government went out of its way for decades now to make sure everybody is, is a public servant on the government dole. And I'm not uh, criticizing or, or holding that against anybody, but now it's coming back to bite them because they have mandated that every single one of them, it doesn't matter if you're a teacher or a uh, superintendent of a school division or a nurse or a doctor or a uh, ambulance driver, they're all being mandated to, uh, now I believe the order is that they either get the poison injection or they submit to three times weekly testing. And uh, it's been a little bit sleepy in Manitoba. I originally thought that even the whole, you know, boogeyman virus was not going to come here because we're pretty low-key province around here. Uh, but, you know, it, it happened, as we know, across the earth. And uh, yes, it is on Rockfin Robbie. I just shared the link above it. So if you want to jump on there, you're, you're free to do that. And, uh, and our response to this whole thing has, has been a dribble. Every time I go out to a rally, there's, uh, you know, there's 50 people, there's 100 people, maybe there's 200 people when we get a, a big name in that's, uh, you know, actually not really even leading the people in good direction as far as I'm concerned. There might have been a thousand, but now they're coming out. Now they are saying no to this situation and uh so so there's a huge rally we stopped traffic we attracted a lot of police although it was it was very peaceful and it was uh it was very hopeful to see you know how far do people have to be pushed before they take action before they educate themselves you know we've started a manitoba law and action group to get our local people rallied um, so, uh, I just noticed Sandra is coming on. Were you expecting her to be on the interview or is she trying to watch the interview? Uh, both. Both? You wanted to have her speak on the interview? Um, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, if, if, um, she wants. Okay. So, Sandra, there's a private chat here if you want to just let us know what your intentions are. And uh, I'm going to say hello to Mike News here and Jed uh, Baldock, uh, there we go, and Plastic Platus, Komen, hello, nice to see you. 
And uh, apparently the government of Alberta made an announcement today. Sources say it's not good news. Yeah, well, it's all bad news from those guys. And uh, this is on Rockfin, as I mentioned. The link is is right here. So you can click on that and, and go on that platform. Hello to Rockfin. Glenn Jay is here. And uh, we're definitely inviting questions. So the the information that Daniel has is, is on our first interview. And if there's any questions that you guys have, we're going to talk specifically about a Lodium, uh, would you call it Lodium title, a Lodium land title to do with the way that the, the um, uh, you know, the land is, is I'll, I'll have to let you say all these words because I'm, uh, this is not my subject. Sorry, I got a cat here with a cone. And let's just see what Sandra said. Oh, she, she entered the wrong thing. Okay, Sandra, so um, if you, you can click on that link for the rock fin, or I can also give you the YouTube link. And here's YouTube. There you go. So She wants, and then, yeah, she clicked out. Okay, very good. <laughs> All right, Mr. Janet Terry, so good to have you here. I know you've been uh, rocking and rolling since our first interview. You said you've never had so many emails, people reaching out. Very inspired, the, the comments that came forward. I've got nothing but beautiful messages from you. And do you want to start there, what it's been like since uh, you came out? Because that was your first interview going public well, with all of this, correct? Uh, we're going to start this interview, Beth, like we started the first one with a prayer, please. Okay, great. I appreciate Heavenly that very Father, much. We give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for bringing together your children under one envelope to understand your truth, your creation, and to muddle our way through the enemy's veil of nonsense. Heavenly Father, I, I ask that you bless and grace abundantly all that listen and hear the words that will reach their ears to open their minds even more and to know that they are not subjected to the enemy's fallacies whatsoever. Rules, codes, and their laws are of no significance to your children, period. You created everything. You provide for all of us. It's that simple. And we give you all of that praise, honor, and glory to carry on in all of our separate individual journeys. And we thank you for that. And we're humbled. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. Very beautiful. Thank you for that. So, Elodium. Um, they say possession is nine-tenths of the law. The government, because uh, it's been proven um, and exalted to the public, whether or not they understand it many, many times, they're, they're broke. So if we were just to alter that to an individual um, person, if somebody declared themselves bankrupt, um, they wouldn't own anything. How is it a government that is bankrupt 
it has been uh, declared once in 1918 after World War One, and again prior to World War II in 1933. And it was it all culminated into all G7 governments declaring that they were all bankrupt. So how do bankrupt governments own anything? More importantly, how can they impose a tax upon the people that settled those lands and are stewarding the proper rights that they've been given, whether they're cattle farmers, horse ranchers, vegetable growers, and how is it that we all are stripped of the fruits of our work and labor and we have to um, succumb to enforcement of a government that never ever owned anything and pay homage to them. I honestly really doubt God wanted us to toil for the fruits of our work and labor to provide for our families and our, and our friends and our community for eight hours go home for an hour and have a dinner with the family and then run downstairs to a hole in the ground to do an accounting package for the enemy's accountants uh, once a year. Uh, that's not God's intention for his children. It doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> it just well, it... Uh, you're not alone, Beth. <laughs> Everyone I, I have spoken with after the first interview, um, they're getting it. They got it, but they're being pressured uh, in inhumane fashion um, by, simply put, a, a communist regime. Uh, totally a de facto organization and a criminal, uh, more importantly, a, a criminal organization. And they will be addressed as such in the commercial lien. Nevertheless, Elodium. Uh, briefly, the history 1213, King John goes to the Vatican for a loan. He is forced to sign the Magna Carta. I. King John hereby abrogate my debt to be placed upon the masses for them to hold in perpetuity until the debt's paid. He never paid it back. What did he sacrifice? He sacrificed the elodium, the subsurface rights of England and Ireland. What he got back in return was a fife, fiefdom, fee simple title. The top eight inches of ground so King John could grow a garden to feed his armies to fight his wars. The same application in 1933. The G7 declared bankruptcy. They don't own anything. They gave up the elodium of all the G7 countries and never told anybody. They had to alter the courts to protect the fraud and they did that in 1938 
with Erie Railroad, say that 10 times, versus Tompkins. Um, and they've kept the ruse up ever since. The Elodium, everyone who has settled their lands and pays the mortgage, really, in reality, does not own the bank, does not owe the bank, which is the government, a penny because everyone owes heaven to hell. If you live in the city, it doesn't matter. Can the I just clarify? Thing, the only thing that um, you're responsible for is the utilities and the infrastructure that was preempted onto the property before you moved on to it. Everyone is good with paying for their utilities. That's a separate entity from the government altogether. Mm -hmm. Can I just quickly clarify, did you say uh, we, we own heaven to hell or we owe heaven to hell? We own. Own. O okay, thank you. That's important. N. Okay? <laughs> right. God gave us not only our personal um, jurisdictional authority as individuals that nobody can take away, not even the court. Now that we know how to manipulate the court in our favor, conveying his law, common law, God's law. Um, Elodium. Uh, angelic law is converting um, those lands over. Angelic law is also removing people from the tax roll. But since the first interview, I've had, um, I've been overwhelmed from global contacts asking for help. And I thought I would use this second interview to plant a seed in everyone's mind. Um, instead of having the group from Angelic Law cater to everybody's individual needs, I'm more focused, um, as we all are at Angelic Law, to just commence with a commercial lien of um, um, global consequence um, and leave temporarily until the commercial lien process has been completed within 90 days of commencement. And I put a timeline of before Christmas dinner of this year for all of us, uh, both recourse and remedy against the cabal will be complete in its entirety. I've heard many, many, many people on um, south of the 49th and north of the 49th parallel who claim they have initiated a commercial lien and everybody says they're victorious. My only question is who has collected and um, considered that a victory and to the best of my knowledge not one person a lodium um 
if you own the land outright, <clears throat> heaven to hell ownership, um, you're not obligated to um, sacrifice the fruits of your work and labor personally and or corporately. Again, please understand the corporation is the private, the uh, US government, Canadian government, they're all private. The IMF, uh, the Federal Reserve, the World Bank, um, the World Health Organization, all private corporations. It's impossible to sue them unless you attach um, an instrument of doom upon each of them personally. And that is um, the end run for angelic law with this commercial lien. It's a lien of commerce upon individual individuals um, in all sectors, ministers, governors, senators of government, lawyers, the courts. Um, yeah, it, it just all funnels down. Taxes, corporate, personal, allodium, all fall into how do you get recourse and remedy? And um, we at Angelic Law have perfected a lien of commerce, the commercial lien, and we're placing it on, um, I've got well over 500 names. And um, in fact, some people from um, the wonderful province of Manitoba, Beth, have uh, contacted me, or I've contacted them, and they said, do you have room for another 100? Uh, <laughs> and I went, absolutely. Uh, I, I bet they're my together. friends. <laughs> yeah, and um, because we have an army here that's going to administer the paper tiger upon all of them. Amazing, amazing. And just for those uh, of our listeners who maybe are newer to some of these terms, even even what a lien is, why do you need to go to that extreme? You know, I was just in my mind uh, imagining the process and some of my colleagues have, have been leaned from the other side, right? So they're, they're out there, Amanda Vollmer fighting Health Canada and uh, getting slammed at every turn and trying to shut down her business. Next thing you know, she turns around and they've put a lien on all of her property. And uh, she was she was able to to uh, fight against and, and and win in the process because it was not lawful. There, there was nothing nothing right about it. So, do you want to describe what that lien is? Why is it necessary? And and what is the difference between say an individual getting because it, it's a full time job from what I understand, right? To to put a lien on a single individual is a massive undertaking. It's it it's. Uh, it, you know, you have to take on great responsibility. You have to be incredibly sure of yourself because you're going to, uh, you know, as if bring harm to somebody, but they've already brought harm. That's why they're in that situation where you need to go on the offense. And and the, so the difference between that individual process and what you are proposing in terms of, is it is it correct to call it a mass lien? And has it historically ever been done before or would this be the first time? That's okay. a lot of questions. Do you want me to back up? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, the reason your friend was leaned was because it was conducted under Admiralty Maritime Jurisdiction, the government and the court's rule book. 
of idiocy. Angelic Law's commercial lien is written in common law. The courts of the land and in all G7 countries cannot adjudicate the angelic law commercial lien because A, it's written in common law. The courts cannot adjudicate themselves, Beth. You can't have the criminals settling matters um, for the criminals. Exactly. That's such an important part. And I'm sorry to interrupt, but there's so many people right now who are promoting uh, so-called court cases. And I don't know if I should spill a bunch of names, but that we, you know, you got the dirty dozen out there. All. I know you them, know all, them all. And I'm not giving them any time because you cannot seek remedy in their court. The angelic law commercial lien supersedes their ability to adjudicate it because it a it's written in common law which supersedes admiralty maritime jurisdiction that they incorporated onto the onshore courts and they never told anybody it it, it it's you can't embellish it or or um, blow it up any simpler than that. They have mm -hmm. no ability to defend. And if you have no ability to defend, then you are guilty. And mm -hmm. and damages um, are sought after. Um, all these people are going to be uh, stripped of everything and the third party enforcement agency that enacts collection is uh, globally known and has global tentacles to represent us, the sovereign people, God's children, to collect and uh, everyone knows who they are and i'm just going to leave it at that mm -hmm. all of uh the mechanisms the personnel and the agencies working for us beth um are chomping at the bit for this uh angelic law commercial lien to be completed because they retain 20 percent of all the damages forwarding 80 percent to us can you repeat uh, that again who is chomping at the bit uh, the third-party collection agency that is housed out of the United States and that has um, um, direct connection to uh, the European affiliate called Interpol, which everyone has heard of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, so there, there's, I'd like to back up to the spiritual jurisdiction where all of our actual authority comes from and i know you're you're extremely clear of that there was one question this is this is just for my my mind the story of adam and eve and when when they fell from grace and were exiled from paradise as as the story goes in in the uh old testament it it put a curse on 
humanity, supposedly. Now, I don't really buy it. <laughs> and, and part of the promise was that life was going to be a toil, that, that birthing children was going to be painful, that, that we had to uh, eke out a living and struggle and suffer and all of that kind of stuff. What is your take on that? It doesn't sound right to me. And excuse my ignorance if there's stuff I'm missing there. Um, Lucifer wanted to take over heaven. God kicks Lucifer out, never to return to heaven. So, in order for Lucifer to gain power, he has to mirror everything God does, but for the negative. So, he tempted Eve to grab the forbidden fruit when God had given them both instructions to not touch the fruit. I guess Adam took a stroll, came back. The enemy had approached Eve. She grabbed the apple, ate it, and um, yeah, the, the rest is somewhat history. Lucifer knew that he had his first victims and uh, he's been steamrolling ever since. Um, and it, do you think that's, that's truly God's will, that that was, that was the punishment, that life was going to be a toil and a struggle and we had to earn our living instead of just inherit the earth? Um, Sounds like a psyop to me. I pray that my life and everyone that's watching um, is life eternal. Okay? So if you conceptualize that thought, um, we're all still babes in swaddling clothes. Okay? And um, I can't wait for, for the kingdom that he's preparing for all of us. Um, yeah, it, it's um, he wants us um, to be born again, believing in him and following his word, the Bible. Everything in it is absolutely 100% fact. And all the prophecies that have been written about in the Old Testament are coming to fruition in the New Testament. Every one of them has been validated and verified. That's why the Bible's number one book in the world and always will be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of people in, in law that use it. They they say that it's allegory, it's not history, or, or you know, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's both. And and it's not really a spiritual exercise for them. It's more of a legal one, finding that contract that's being held against us by the powers that ought not be. And uh, and and then there there are others that that will say that no, that this really truly is the word of God. This is this is to be followed. This is our. I hate to say this in such a, a light way, but this is our ticket out <laughs> of uh, the suffering. Now now what. I don't know if we, you want to go deep down this hole, but there's, the, say the, the Old Testament compared to the New Testament, 
what I notice about the Old Testament is that it's full of blood ritual. It's full of punishment. It's full of uh, sacrifice and, and you know, it, it, being asked to sacrifice your own child, your own everything. Now, the people who take that as allegory can treat that all in a kind of symbolic realm and it becomes more palatable. But if you start to think about like, no, this is how God um, operates, uh, you know, uh, having having his law hinge on so much suffering. And then my own observations are are that this debt system is not God's creation. This is the loose. This is the upside down thing. This is this is Lucifer's creation. So can you shed any light? I see the smile on your face, and it looks like you can. <laughs> the first, um, the Old Testament, um, is also a book of miracles, Beth, full of miracles. Parting of the Red Sea. Um, King ne Nebuchadnezzar throws uh, everyone into the uh, into the burning flames, and um, his disciples walk out unscathed. I mean, that's a mind blowing miracle. Daniel in the lion's den, um, fully protected. Oh, by the way. Um, I sleep in the lion's den every day quite comfortably because they protect me. I feel exactly the same way. <laughs> I really do. I'm not scared, right? There's controlled up everywhere. We've got we've got infiltration. I know we do, but it it's not uh, it's not frightening me. The lawyers uh, you mentioned who don't believe or are skeptical are rewriting God's laws in their favor, how they see fit. I do not serve two masters. They do. I serve my Lord and Savior and Creator. I do not serve the government or any of their uh, affiliates. They don't understand um, their illegitimacy in what they do. Um, you don't pay a school to teach you to be a lawyer understanding only secular law, man-made law, which is statute. Statute, again, is not law. It's the force of man's law. It's the color of man's law, but it remains no law. So, uh, again, anything a lawyer says to me, Beth, um, I'll take with an absolute grain of salt. And uh, they will all be put on notice here, even if they're not named personally in the commercial lien it'll all catch up to them because the majority of the um, big law firms that have blossomed off the fruits of everybody's work and labor will, will, is analogous to the walls of Jericho, okay? Say on more about seven, that, please. Pardon? Can you yeah, say more day, about that? Yeah. Yeah, on day seven, uh, God said, um, be patient, 
for I will bring the walls down when the trumpets sound. Um, yeah, we're all sitting in the eye of the storm, big hurricane. And we're sitting in lawn chairs with big bowls of popcorn soon to watch them screaming, um, whirling around us because God's in control and he wants us to just sit still, be patient as he fights her battles because we know who wins the war in the end. Mm-hmm. And what's, what do you make of all the blood sacrifice and the ritual and the, the, the confirmation of debt? Like, is that a, an abomination of, of the original works that were there? Or is, do you see that inside God? Do you find that in God? I can't find that. Um, wow. that, we, that you must pay in blood. Vengeance is his. It is not ours. Okay? If we, he wants us to um, love on it, everybody, if we love him, then we must love ourselves before we can love thy neighbor. What they were doing back then, um, uh, I can't, I can't begin to... Um, break down and analyze it um my bible study class at church we're gonna get into the book of deuteronomy here in september so i might be able to answer that question um you know down the road in a bit but uh it's god's will it's not ours um if we forgive thine enemy um i can't imagine what that show is going to be like um it gives god the authority to rain fire and brimstone on all the people that have wronged us and um yeah i'm not i'm not really keen on watching god uh, perform gladiator um uh performances upon our enemies because um yeah, I think we'll have, I think he'll have better things for us to do. <laughs> yeah, someone said Deuteronomy is full of violence and beauty. It's a mind bender. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The book of Numbers, um, God gave an inheritance to Moses and Abraham, and that inheritance is land to be held by everyone's descendants and gener- and uh, future generations in perpetuity forever and ever and ever handed down whether it's a son daughter whoever and and their assigns whoever they assign that property to how in the world did the government wiggle their way into it let alone a bankrupt um, group representing themselves as government um yeah there, there's a lot more is going to unfold but it won't be the government imposing uh their tyranny upon the private sovereign anymore the commercial lien will invoke 
um, a reaction by the courts, by the government, and, and or it may not. Um, they have to be able to defend what is written and perfected in this instrument. Newton's third law, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. When I was at my lowest ebb, I asked God for help, and he said, turn the table around. Instead of receiving pressure, I'll help you apply it in the mm -hmm. other direction because I have your back. That's pretty simple. That's very beautiful, and I believe in it wholeheartedly because when your enemy comes to attack you, they are in reality giving you a great deal of energy. And and it, it right? I love you. I love your your uh, image of of turning the table because you know on the one side you're like pushing and pushing, and you feel so much pressure, and uh, you know you could easily lose that way. You're going to get exhausted very fast. But if you turn it and you receive all of that energy, and to me it's like breaking out of the paradigm that that um, it's easy to go through life feeling like it's not rigged in your favor, but that was a massive revelation. It's like, no, it's all rigged in our favor. It's all for us. It's for our liberation. And and then even when the enemy is coming for you, you can you can take that that energy for your benefit. Um, Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Uh, Jesus uh, still remains um, the ultimate teacher in my mind. When the Pharisees approached him, when he was approaching the temple, and they, they asked him, do you pay tribute to Caesar? Tribute uh, is a voluntary gift. The new versions of the Bible have the three-letter word tax. Um, <laughs> Those authors are not going to have a nice day at their judgment. Pharisees asked, do you pay uh, tribute, Jesus? And he said, and I love the parables, throw me a coin. Whose image is on that coin? And they said, well, it's Caesar's. And Jesus said to deflect all of them away from him because they were trying to hang him. He said, then render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and render unto God what is God's. Render, create, or make. What did Caesar create? Nothing. What did God create? Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. <laughs> created the birds and the bees in day uh, three, four, five, and man on day six. And yes, uh, he deserved to rest on day seven. And he's still with us, and he's uh, always in our presence, and he's always um, maneuvering and and guiding us where we need to be. So um, he's never left us. He's never uh, forsaken us. He's um, he's God. He created us. He wants us to um, uh, love on everybody because uh, that word heals in every way, shape, and form, physically, mentally, and um, 
but we need to shake the temple of the enemy and and visibly watch it fall when jesus returns um the east gate will be opened right now there are um uh a lot of gravestones in front of the east wall and um um what is going to happen is going to be a miracle uh again because that's all he does he performs miracles upon everybody who believes and um, i'm living proof uh yes and I'd, I'd love to go back to uh your comment about render unto caesar what is caesar's and all i can find that caesar's is paper right it's 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 uh it's ideas it's nominal designations of things that actually aren't real the 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 most obvious one that someone just pointed out to me of course is that the birth certificate and and the trust around that right it's all a fiction there's nothing real there it's a contract to bind you under their authority and the only way that they can exercise that authority is to bring you into their courthouse and and make you an immediate ward of their court an invalid child an adult mentally incompetent person are wards of the court and everybody should realize that that is the only um those are the only two choices the courts can adjudicate any matter uh of but they changed the jurisdiction to favor them where they adjudicate every matter and the lawyers heard everybody into their courthouse to get raped pillaged and plundered and incarcerated outside of a courtroom a lawyer um well i think a shovel would be uh more useful than a lawyer so <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of people I need to repeat this because there's so many people, good people in the truth community that are being led astray by lawyers. And, you know, why, why, if, if I, I've been saying that if you think a lawyer can help people, we wouldn't have the world that we're in because there's lawyers at every turn. They're, they're engaged in this, you know, uh, it, it with lawyers, it takes 10 years to lose. And with the action that people are taking uh, through notices and, and uh, as you're talking about with liens, then you can cut out that middleman and just go straight for remedy. The government can lien anybody they want because the uh, courts are the government, the banks are the government, and the lawyers are the unregistered foreign agents monitoring the repayment of those loans back to the foreign creditor of the government. The private sovereign 
is now standing tall and going, okay, if you can place something on my person and steal my property, then why can't I, being the private sovereign who is more powerful than any secular representative of the enemy, why can't I place a piece of paper that you have to be able to defend? And if you can't defend it, pursuant to their rule book, the Uniform Commercial Code, they created many back doors, front doors, side doors, sliding French doors for me to walk in and blow up their world. The instrument has to be perfect in every way. I give them, after the first stage, five opportunities to defend. Um, I've had a conversation with um, a few people about, mm, why do you give them five chances? Why not give them two or one? Um, they don't give us uh, an ability to defend. And I guess my answer is after speaking with somebody who uh, writes bank instruments, they mentioned to me that if you give them one or two opportunities, they will find a way to take the instrument you placed upon them to the world court in The Hague. If you do it more than three times, then um, they have no leg to stand on. So I could do it. I could give them six chances, but um, now nah, I'm going to give them five. And um, yeah, that's very good. Uh, some really smart people in the chat here contributing great comments. I just want to acknowledge. Um, uh, I don't, sorry, just let me see. So all form and no substance talking about rendering under Caesar. Um, they're talking about something I'm not familiar with. The Feast of the Trumpets, September 6 out of 10, with 10 days of repentance and ends with a day of atonement. Will the creator show his hand? I don't know if you have anything to uh, say about that. Uh, Scott Lipes, nice to see you. The uh, The Bible contained a lot of truth, but the danger is in the systems of beliefs that are created with it. That's why our ultimate source and our ultimate source of truth must be found within. And uh, Jed, yes, the first oath to, of a lawyer is to the bar. I, I uh, say married to the devil. Jesus said, I am the truth. Um, and uh, I am... Jesus, we are one, that truth is found only within. And uh, and Singeman is asking, so don't stand in court? I think it's a yes, don't go in court. Don't go in their jurisdiction. Any yeah. comments there? Um, yeah, yeah I take the word court out of your vernacular and train of thought, period, period. There's no reason for you to go to court. 
You're not a criminal. None of us are criminals. The courthouses were built for criminals to be adjudicated by a jury of their peers under common law. Friends, family, relatives. If somebody uh, alleges or accuses me of murdering uh, my neighbor down the road, I should have the opportunity as everyone else to go to the community hall or the local church basement and have a jury of, of the neighbors, family and friends adjudicate the matter, 13 people or whatever. Not um, a single human being dressed in a dusty robe sitting behind a, an oak bench um, in an ivory tower. It makes, um, who gave that unregistered foreign agent the authority to strip me of, of my God-given rights? Nobody. I mean, if anyone can logically give me an answer for that, uh, I welcome it. Uh, but I doubt I ever will receive um, anyone trying to debate me on that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I also have a revelation. I'd love to go back to Elodium uh, and, and talk about land more, but th- this last thing is, is just the revelation that right now so many people are being um, coerced right? They, they call it incentives, maybe it's a vax to win kind of thing, or they're saying, oh, you get to keep your job if you go and, and get these injections. And and so they are forcing the hand, they are, they are forcing people. Now, if you, and I love your opinion on this, so if you consent to it, if you say, oh, well, I got to keep my job and feed my family, which is understandable, it's not, a, it's not outrageous, it's pretty, it's a pretty big uh, thing that you're facing. But by consenting to it, you are, um, pro- it's, it, this is just my inner revelation, you are prolonging the suffering. But if you make them force you, if you make them fire you, don't quit your job and, and make it easy for them. But if you make them force you, then number one, what I see is they have to use incredible amounts of energy. And this comes, I have no basis for this, but it, 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 for me, it seems like it quickens their demise, right? They don't, they don't have energy like we do unlimited from the source. They only have what we give them. So if they have to move to a point of force, isn't that a, a, a quickening the end? Bringing the trumpets? <laughs> Somebody said, I hope the trumpets sound soon. Jesus, after coming out of the desert 40 days and 40 nights, was approached by the snake and, and uh, offered not once but three times the world, okay? Jesus uh, denied them all three, and we know the rest of the story. Government uh, subtly uh, says, listen, we'll give you a, a month's holiday in Hawaii if we can inject you with a virus. It's not a vaccine. Some people jump at it, and others, many, are still leery when they uh yes we have the right to not consent beth i do not accept 
That's all I have to say. That's all anyone has to say. What are they going to do? Um, you know, get enforcement people with guns and, and uh, arrest you? Yeah, they're doing it. But um, that building that they're constructing out of fluff and stuff is about to get blown away, literally. There you go. Um, here's a question also before we move on to Lodium, back, or back to Lodium title is, uh, I think we talked about this a little bit, but I, it, I don't think we can talk about it too much. And uh, if the, uh, should, should the birth certificate be shut down? It is a false, the comment is it's a, a false contract with no disclosure, consent and loads of duress. So I'll just put this up so you can see it. Uh, simple answer, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a contract for the government against us, not for us. It is nobody's business who I am, who you are, who your neighbor, Tom, Dick, Harry, Mary, whoever is, okay? This is a form of tracking everybody. And it started with uh, the black folk and the southern white people that couldn't read or write. They were just, yeah. Uh, and then it migrated to uh, the state of New York and then globally. It's a contract, the same as a social insurance or a social security number or a, a European identification number. It's all one in the same. It's mm -hmm. a contract, driver's mm -hmm. license, contract where we do not need it's it's a privilege to travel it should not be a right at all and it is not a right i've written a chapter about driving and uh the licenses and um unless you're driving in commerce and again it it's nobody's business but the secular world of government feels that truck drivers, taxi cab operators, and chauffeurs are driving in commerce, so they need a license. Well, again, it falls back to, does a lawyer have a license to interrogate us and um, uh, marshal us into a criminal courthouse and and giggle with um, the justice or the magis magistrate presiding over us and then throw us in jail. And we still have to pay that lawyer for doing nothing, representing us uh, never, and the court costs for that dusty robe sitting behind the bench that also does nothing except mock us because people have to understand that when you walk into a courtroom, you don't need to stand up when they say all rise. You control the courtroom by sitting there as everyone else stands up, commanding the courtroom with God at your back because um, um, common law supersedes admiralty maritime. Period. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And then what, what would the means of shutting down that birth certificate be? How would that look? What, what are the practical steps that people could actually take? Um, then we again, have some good questions birth here, too. certificate, driving licenses, licenses, taxes, uh, allodium. Um, it all funnels down toward remedy which is the commercial lien upon them, uh, upon the um, C-suite of the cabal. And when uh, their towers are, are breaking up and falling, um, the rest of the hierarchy follows suit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and is there a difference, by the way, between a common law lien and a commercial lien? Um, um, a commercial lien is a common law lien if it's written in common law. Many uh, I've seen are written in secular law where they uh, cite um, Supreme Court decisions that really don't pertain to exactly what the entire premise of the of their commercial lien is about. Everybody takes bits and pieces of information and thinks that if they compile it on eight or nine pages and uh, has a notary witness their signature that they can um, receive damages once they place that instrument on that particular person, the, the, the named respondent. Um, no, they may be able to successfully complete the commercial lien, but they're still holding a, a pile of paper that uh, they have no idea in how to collect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nor do they have the ability to be able to file that completed instrument in a courthouse for public record because all the court clerks are going to say after they read, you know, a little bit of the front page, they're going to go, um, yeah, sorry, we're, uh, we can't accept this. It's not a court document. Uh, really? To answer your question at the beginning, has anyone ever done this? I have. I did it in 2015, but I couldn't finish it, Beth, because it's six stages, and the notary who was witnessing my signature ran screaming away from me going, I've been threatened by the Law Society, Daniel, and I can't believe you'd do this to me. And I'm going, uh, Helene, um, all you're to do, all your responsibility is as a notary is just witness my signature. Um, that was it, but it didn't get completed. Um, the ramifications that fell from, from that uh, was I was still able to file it uh, regardless of whether it was completed or not. I wanted to file it for public record and I did. And I did get blowback from the court clerk. But when she suddenly realized um, after I went down 
to the main floor of the courthouse and asked two very big sheriffs to follow me because they know who I am. I'm sovereign and so are they. They work for me. I took them back up to the court filing desk and through the bulletproof glass, I pointed at her and said, boys, go and arrest her. Then she fell on her knees because I had asked her previous to her blowing me off, please give me the names of the people who have told you to tell me to go take a hike. She scrambled, she gave me the name, the six names. And when she came to us, because the sheriffs were about to embark through their special locked door to get her, I said, hold it, guys. She slid the paper under. I said, um, is your name on here, ma'am? And she penciled it in. And I said, guys, we're done. Thank you. And we all left. That was it. Wow. <laughs> it was filed. Wow. And it's still in the court. Um, and as I showed in the first interview, the stamp and everything else. Um, wow. Thank you for yeah, sharing it, that. It's not, it's not uh, rocket science. Um, they bark at us with a loud voice and threatening words. Well, guess what? I turn the table on them um, very quickly where they cannot answer and because they don't know they're they're being herded and paid uh by a broken government and um using the fruits of everyone's work and labor to imprison us mm -hmm. we pay them to imprison us yep oh wow <laughs> yeah that works out really well and and you know in the world of commerce the, the prophesy is that we're going to need the mark of the beast to do commerce. And some would say that, you know, you, you won't be able to do commerce without your social insurance, without your birth certificate, without all of those ties into Caesar. So how, how do we navigate to continue? Like, do people need to go fully into the private and it's only private uh, people dealing in the private and, and commerce is no more available to us? What's your opinion on that? God does not want us, um, his children, to be marked um, by the beast, okay? We are to stay quiet and still and wait for his return, but at the same time be smart and avoid um, uh, the ravages of the enemy. And um, the enemy is coming hard and fast, as we globally know, the enemy is out to seek and destroy and um, and take as many of God's children away um, as he possibly can. And um, we avoid the mark of the beast because we can, because as a community of like-minded uh, people, um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk this whole process through, and uh, support each other in every way we can, because we can. God provides. Uh, mm -hmm. Just 
in ways that we can't even imagine. What mm -hmm. we think is a, a problem now, we give it up to him in prayer. And how he answers may not be verbally or um, it, it, it's um, miracles of undescribable dimension and and fashion and God's got away and I don't worry about it. I don't think anyone should um, if you believe. And mm -hmm. um, wow, even in, in my journey alone, um, I shake my head because every day I'm seeing a miracle being performed what I think is going to be a little bit of a hiccup or a roadblock or uh, a speed bump. I mean, he just eliminates all of it and it's smooth sailing, <laughs> period. So beautiful. Yeah, I've had a lot of evidence of that in my own life. And uh, so it's an excellent reminder. Thank you so much for that. Um, darn, I keep wanting to go back to Elodium, but we did have some good comments. Congratulations, by the way, Evan McIntosh said that he uh, got exempted from the job mandate after threatening to resign. And I do believe that's where we have to be, that that, that if you're not attached <clears throat> to to uh, your job, to, to anything, really, then that's when God can intervene the most beautifully. Right. But as long as you are yeah. like, I have to have this job and I'm not going to survive and God's not going to take care of me. You don't have faith. Then you're at a at a uh, severe disadvantage, especially energetically. It sucks the life out of you. Um, this might sound profoundly um, ridiculous, but he's proven to me time and time and time again that he answers a lot faster than the government does right exactly i know all that delayed it's so instantaneous so um yeah so let, let's use our our time to go back uh yeah my pleasure evan and uh thanks for that scott i appreciate it so you know, with the land, it's so pure and simple that when my ancestors came over from uh, Poland and the Ukraine, they were they were sold a bill of goods called yes. a a homestead, and yes. in their languages that meant home. But when they arrived here in Canada, it was unbroken forest, and it was a complete shock. My my great grandmother covered her babies with her own body to survive. And they very slowly, one little bit at a time, in a horrendously harsh climate that we're in, built, you know, what one one season they would build one house and everybody lived in it. And the next season, the whole community would build another house and, and another family would get their own house and they would work the land. And here I am, it's a miracle that they survived that, right? The, the level of hardship is, is insane. And, and then, you know, that does bring its stewardship. Like you say, you, you put your heart and your soul into the land and you have a relationship with the land. You're taking care of it. It's taking care of you. And, and this is, I assume, to be the basis for true ownership. Now, how do you bridge 
right? When the tax man comes and, and you just simply want to put a shed on your, on your land, but they're saying, no, you don't have the right permit or it's not within the bylaws or all of that kind of stuff. How do you bridge that with the Lodium title? So you know you have it, but how, how do you notify? And, and oh, mm -hmm. that's easy. The burden of proof. I'll say this and then I'll give you the brief historical. The burden of proof is on the government to prove they ever owned it. And I've titled it because I haven't read it, uh, these three words in Bouvier's blocks or, or any uh, recitals of government. Origin of ownership. Can they provide that they ever owned it? They can't. You do not have to produce an allodium title, grant, or deed to them, to anybody. It's none of their business, right? Bottom so, line. So placing the burden of proof on them in, in the form of, of notice, is there a particular kind of written no, instrument? No. no? No words. If they come to your property, if they come to your home, Beth, and they go, uh, listen, um, we need to enter and grab your laptop so we can see how much money you owe us. Sorry, uh, you're on private land. That's the that's the perfect word for a lodium, private property. Please do not enter because you're you're subject to whatever happens to you crossing the line and ask them, um, can you please provide origin of ownership that I owe you or the government anything? And they can't. They can't arrest you and throw you in jail because um, it's theft, uh, it's kidnapping. Um, Yeah, no. Allodium. I, I'm, I've got the perfect example to show everyone. So some neighbors down the road uh, want to subdivide 10 or 12 acres off their property. Um, and they can't, well, they can, but they can't without uh, submitting tens of thousands of dollars to the municipality uh, for approvals. Here's an example. Um, this is a document that was given to the neighbor uh, and all the neighbors to review and object to if we feel that um, the neighbor down the road uh, shouldn't um, separate uh, or subdivide 10 or 12 of his acres, his land. The paper, the maps, it's all been drafted by the municipality and their planning department and uh, I can't imagine who else administers administrators that know nothing more about land, let alone uh, making pizza dough in their kitchen. 
<laughs> and yet the neighbor has, uh, I know for a fact, peeled out tens of thousands of dollars over the last couple of years to ask if he can please subdivide. If you have a lodium, you put up a sign for sale, 10 acres. Offers accepted. And it's nobody's business who buys it and or who sells it. Period. It is that plain and simple. Man created nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. And, and so, they don't own mm-hmm. anything. Right, right. And and so this is a service that you provide for people, right? That you help them to um, uh, claim, I'll say, not, not to get, but to claim their Elodium no, title. Claim. No? Re- okay. Return. 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 Yes. Okay, can you say more about that? I, I um, wipe out... Um, the government had to create the Dominion Land Survey, DLS. They had to create land titles offices um after nine after they declared bankruptcy took money from the foreign creditors so they set up land titles offices so they can um control every grain of sand and they can't there is there's uh Where's the law? Where's the law that says God gave them supreme power over their fellow man? God's not going to do that because we all follow one master. That's God himself, our creator. Um, I have no intention of following um, a bunch of village idiots over the precipice never to return. And then, and then somewhere in 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 the bottom of a pit ask gosh i never asked the right question right right because the question is key right that that makes you the king when you ask the right question anyone who has power it's because they know what question to ask rather than to receive instructions that i've I've found that works in the outer world it works in here too absolutely so when you go into a courtroom, once you take control of that room, I have a thousand questions I could ask the, um, the dusty robe sitting behind the bench to force them to abandon not only the courtroom, but the matter in its entirety. When that happens, and I've done it half a dozen times, who wins? I win. Who do I collect from? Ah, that's the, that's the million dollar question. We have figured it out and we're placing that burden, that paper tiger on them to answer, knowing they can't. Because how do you defend a lie? With another lie, <laughs> with oh, more yeah, lies. But, but I, I cut through the, those veils, Beth. Many mm-hmm. have, but um, I put the puzzle together 
put it on the wall, patted myself on the back and said, okay, now do the entire end run and don't stop because God's not, uh, not letting go of my hand. Okay. <laughs> He's driving. I always thought I was driving and he was a co-pilot. No way. He's driving and I'm the co-pilot and I'm just giggling. <laughs> and That's I want awesome. to share the laughter and the joy and the love with everybody who jumps on board the commercial lane. Amazing. So good. Wow. Well, this is powerful. Hello, Truth Seeker in 69. Like, nice to see you here. All you have to, she has, says, all you have to do is when the judge comes into the courtroom, nobody stands, and he can't come into the court if nobody stands. Right? Amen. Yep. Yeah. That's about raising the dead, right? So then, then by rising, you acknowledge that you are dead, and it's absolutely not the reality. Hey, I haven't heard that one. Thank you. That's beautiful. Okay, I don't know where I got it from. I can't, uh, I can't uh, credit anybody for that. I'm gonna write it down. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, Cal Washington is famous for when, when, when his story that they, 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 he won't even, in fact, be in a courtroom when they say all rise. He will wait outside until the, the uh, guard comes and and calls him, and uh, and then when he comes, when he came in, the judge ran away. Right, he cornered him into into a, a situation with a. I believe it was a bond. This is not something that he's he's teaching, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good story. I'll send you a few videos if you like, if you want to hear that. Um, he walks into the courtroom standing up, and the sitting justice runs away. Mm -hmm. There's oh. a lot of detail in there that I've left out. So. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'd love to look at it. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'll share it with you. That's, uh, we've had, we've had uh, Cal Washington on our Choose Freedom Law Summit, and maybe we should have you as well. No doubt that would be a, a very interesting conversation. And so any, any questions from the chat? Anything that, uh, is Cal doing a commercial lien? I don't think so, Shannon. I, I have no, his process is the notice of liability. Do you have any opinion on that right now with with people getting, um, you know, th these awful notices from their employers saying you're not gonna be, you're not gonna be able to be employed if you don't submit to these things. So a lot of people are taking the approach of conditional acceptance. And, and notice they, noticing them saying, yes, we will take the poison jab if you can prove all these points under threat of perjury, and here's the cost if you can't. Here's your liability, and here's my fee schedule if you actually perpetrate against me or my child or who, whoever it is. Do you have a take on that approach at all? Um, we at Angelic Law send out a warning letter um, identifying the facts and the truth with a ton of evidence, it's basically a shot across their bow, warning them of what is going to transpire upon their person should they not adhere to the notice or the warning letter. If they do not want to settle, then um, they lose everything within a 90-day period of being served. It's that simple. Notices to the government uh, are moot. 
they're they're inconsequential. The government will take that uh, piece of paper that you send them and uh, shred it. They don't want a record of it because they don't know what to do with it because they can't answer the questions on it. The servants and employees of the Canada Taxpayer Federation's Union, the sniveling civil servants, the taxpayers are paying to extract the fruits of their work and labor. Um, that'll be a distant memory. The entire union will uh, very, very quickly. Many of them who I have sent warning letters to quit sending warning letters of um, threats of garnishment or assessment to my clients. And why wouldn't they just shred that warning letter? Um, uh, they have to read it. Um, it's captivating from the opening paragraph. They are all implicated in a criminal, uh, very well honed criminal organization, and they are the front people to initiate the crimes of the cabal. Well, they're not going to stand very tall when they read the warning letter because it's gonna open their eyes to see, uh-oh, what exactly did we get ourselves into? And do we want to be um, part, of, um, part of the end run that will not fare well for us? A lot of them are there for the job. A lot of them are there for the retirement package that will never ever come their way because they're administrators of government and government is only supposed to administer the basic needs to all the private sovereign nice roadways a good communication system and uh, a defense to uh, guard our borders against our enemies we don't have any enemies and um, honestly beth with all the money that the government has stolen, if the people of Alberta and Saskatchewan and Northern BC would have realized that they had a lodium title, um, those trillions um, would never have left the province of Alberta. And our roads probably would have been paved in gold if Peter Lahey didn't initiate um, the equalization payments with Ottawa a long time ago. But um, as it stands, I think all highways in, in Canada, regardless of the fact that winter um, is quite predominant in, in all the country, um, I think our highways stink. <laughs> yeah, you should see our roads. They are absolutely terrible. They went and fixed our sidewalk and left the, the terrible roads. Um, is there, by the way, points of that warning letter that you could share with people, just a, an outline of what would be included in there? 
I don't know if that's possible or not. Um, yeah. Here's one. Um, every warning letter, um, all the people that I address, I slap their, a picture of them next to their name. There it is. Yeah, here, let me take the banner down as well. Okay. Make some space for that. Uh, this guy's name is Jason Ford. He's a lawyer in Calgary that stole um, a lot of money from one of my clients, him and his four accomplices in Ottawa, I mean, Ontario. Um, I recite the U.S.-Canada Income Tax Convention, um, Article 27, that ties in estate tax to all the other contracts the government has induced upon us, the birth certificate, driver's licenses, SIN number, etc. The Income Tax Convention um, states the word secret. We shall keep this secret against uh, the masses and keep it amongst the judiciary, the administrators being lawyers and bureaucrats and, and all the accounting firms performing the black op accounting programs for them. And um, I cite uh, some stuff that even the IRS commissioner um, has been quite scared of revealing. Um, this is from Mr. Mortimer Kaplan, uh, the IRS commissioner. Uh, I'm not sure if he's still in existence I haven't bothered researching it. It doesn't matter. Um, the US Supreme Court, the preamble uh, sentence before what Kaplan says, I'm gonna read. The US Supreme Court has also confirmed the voluntary nature of income tax. The IRS admits this on the confidential outside front cover of the confidential handbook for special agents. And it says, agents, our tax system is based on voluntary assessment and voluntary compliance. The material contained in this handbook is confidential in character. It must not under any circumstances be made available to persons outside this service. Well, that's pretty clear. <laughs> Um, yeah, if you have in, indeed volunteered into a contract, which Form 1040 is in the U.S., and which the T4 form is in Canada, um, if you haven't indeed volunteered into a contract, then you must, buy, uh, must abide by its terms and must be compelled to specific performance. Nobody I know had the capability of signing their birth certificate. Um, exactly. 
immediately compelling you to um, do all the rest of their um, nonsensical um, laws and adhering to them. Exactly. And so those are the main points in that letter of warning that precedes any kind of notice of uh, either liability or conditional acceptance. I, I, um, I have uh, 2,300 pages worth of ammo that I lay on them. Um, every letter, every warning letter can be different but it still has the same impact of shock and awe um, when they receive it. Mm -hmm. I can attack them from every direction, um, from below ground, from above ground. It doesn't much matter. It is, um, yeah, it's a game. It's Amazing. a game for us at Angelic Law, and um, we're having fun with it. And. <laughs> They don't like us and we don't care. Yeah, yeah, amen to that. And so when somebody comes to you, by the way, the, uh, yeah, the email to reach Daniel and his people are is the admin at angeliclaw.com. And so when somebody comes and becomes your client, then is this work that is done for them? Letters are written for them, or are you providing templates? I know that's a, kind of a light word for for documents that they will send themselves. Or how how does that exactly work? Um, and do you provide any examples of those documents? Um, I can't really say it's it's propi proprietary information. It's it's all copyright. Uh, trademark and patented mm -hmm. because of the research um, performed to get to this stage. What Angelic Law does for the clients is we take down um, critical information, birth date, place of birth, um, your SIN number, um, address for service, and then we send out the warning letter and all the client gets is the registered mail tracking number from Canada Post uh, so they can watch when uh, their letter has been delivered to whomever uh, we send it to. And that's so it. So they don't, they don't see the letter at all? Um, no. A lot of them, believe it or not, have said, um, if we read it, Daniel, uh, we'd start crying and uh, we wouldn't understand it because, again, I'm, I'm writing it in a fashion that is um, um, not readily accepted by the enemy's army. I mean... Um, when they're reading the truth about themselves, um, I can't imagine if I were them, Beth, I would want to answer the letter because um, it's way over their head. They are there uh, to serve themselves and, um, and that's it. Uh, 
you know, there it's greed and vanity. How can we dupe the private sovereign and extract more money from them? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. GST, HST, PST, uh, it's it just never ending. Mm -hmm. And so would you be acting as a proxy? I don't, I'm not sure if that's the right word, but if it's not coming from that man or woman, it's coming from you, how does that end up, um, what, what does that create in the process? Um, I am everyone and everyone at a, uh, Angelic Law who administers the letter is counsel for uh, our clients for life. Our firm is based as counselors of law. A lawyer is only an advisor at law. Hmm. And they don't say a word to their clients other than um, uh, you're scheduled for one o'clock. What's your problem? This is our fee. Have a nice day. Goodbye. We'll be in contact. But they don't do anything because they're pushing for their clients to go into a courthouse uh, to have their matter adjudicated. Lawyers don't know anything. The force of their law, they know. They understand the color of their law, which is statute, they know. But they can't help their clients. Uh, um, how does a lawyer help a family that's breaking apart at the seams, the marriage is, is uh, crumbling, the kids are uh, living in fear. Um, where's the intellect of a lawyer to go and and um, help uh, this family? They don't. They don't care. Pay up, sucker, and we'll see you in court where somebody else is going to adjudicate it, period. Um, if I was... If um, if I was married and my wife and I were having marital problems, arguing about this, that, and everything else, um, I know for a fact the last place I would want our matter exposed to the public would be a courtroom. Okay, exactly. Um, uh, there's many other venues you can go to, but. Um, as we know, uh, a lot of people are dependent upon what they think is going to give them um, remedy. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. No, no, no. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, truly. Yeah, we had some good comments here. They are all crooks. They are murderers, too. So that's good. Our audience is very clear. The question from Shannon Legro, uh, she says, the only thing that trips me up with this process is secret documents not from me. Personally, I'd want to uh, own my knowing, my own responses, my own energy in it. We are responsible for ourselves, no? How would you address that? Um, is she asking um, secret documents like the warning letter, for example, that um, that the, you'll be sending on somebody's behalf and they won't actually see it. They'll just get the uh, registered mail slip. Shannon, um, 
I've done this uh, over the past two years for many, 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 three years for many, many, many people. The last thing I'm going to do is uh, hang any of them out to dry. All of them have contacted me after I've sent out the warning letters and said, yeah, we got a stamped form from Bob Hamilton, the commissioner of the CRA, saying um, we're being assessed um, 10 bucks and or threatening with garnishments. Uh, the government never ever follows through after they've received my warning letter. To further back up uh, what we at Angelic Law do for our clients, if the government does send them an order to appear in a court, we do not charge for that court appearance because uh, what you provide us to remove you from the tax roll, both CRA and the IRS, is one lump sum payment and that's it. Not one that I have removed to date has ever said, Daniel, uh, we got this letter were to appear uh, in a BC court or an Alberta court or um, Nova Scotia court. It hasn't happened because the government, um, the CRA, Taxpayer Employees Federation Union, and uh, many big law firms right across the country know who angelic law is and they cannot um they cannot defend the paper i send them on your behalf uh, if you were to read my document uh you wouldn't understand it um well you would but you would probably start bawling thinking why hasn't the truth come out like this before um, it may not be the answer um, that appeases you, but that's the way we roll. We move very fast and we're swift and um, we're doing the slicing and the dicing on them right now with a paper tiger um, that we want to commence with here um, very quickly. And um, which reminds me, Beth, I want to tell everybody that um, we're frantically setting up a crowdfunding um, venue where everybody can contribute. And um, oh, uh, let me stop. Lysander wants to know why is the letter secret? Um, it's not secret um because all of the information in there um reveals the atrocities of their laws of their unlawful laws uh the other thing is i do not want somebody a client a layman to take my letter read it and think that they've read the holy grail of their fraud and then tell their friends and so on 
and somebody is going to take the letter and they will be arrested because they'll have to defend if they understand what the letter says. And if they can't, um, off to the Crowbar Hotel for who knows how long. You have to be able to defend uh, the recital of what you write. You cannot, um, I would never ever jeopardize any clients um, and put the onus on them. Here, here's your letter and uh, good luck. And uh, don't call me again because you'll have to be able to defend it. So spend the next 10 years of your life or two years of your life researching everything if you're not comfortable in sending it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so your name, your name would be on the document then you, you would become the defender of the document. Yes. As counsel mm-hmm. for the client. Got Absolutely. it. Got it. You bet. Right. Right. And I send her through in all shall be revealed. Matthew ten twenty six. fear them not therefore for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. Amen. Very good. And uh, so is there anything else that uh, anybody has in the chat that they would like to ask? Uh, want to help me Sue Cern? That's a little different uh, kind of ball of wax going on there. Um, uh, Send me yeah. an email, Sue. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mandela uh, Mile, I think, wants to oh, Sue Cern. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um well, I think maybe we're coming to the end of the the interview here. Unless there's any other questions from the chat, you're welcome to chime in at the at the last second here. And um, so people can reach you at this uh, email, admin at angeliclaw.com. You can visit his website, angeliclaw.com as well. And is there anything else that you'd like to share and leave us with for today? Um as I was about to finish, uh, we're setting up a crowdfunding venue um, to complete, to start, to initiate, and to complete the uh, the really big picture uh, of a commercial lien. There are um, hundreds of respondents that we're going to go after, and. Um, um with a minimum $150 donation uh everyone will get um um a PDF version of uh the first book Taxes Sin and um that's your 2000 pager yeah and <laughs> uh, no no that's um that's the first book the second okay. book is um Taxes sin Roman numeral two. <laughs> and I want to use it as a teaching tool to um, teach because the information is just that uh, in depth and um, um, it's overwhelming. Nobody can, no single uh, human being can comprehend the vast amounts of data that um, are written about in, um, in 
a short period of time because you go through 10 pages of the second book and your head is spinning um, because of the layers that they have placed upon the truth. Um, it is that complex, it is that in depth and um, the breadth and scope of their um, heinous acts and actions is um, cannot be read and regurgitated and understood in any uh, any sort of formidable time frame because it it's um, yeah it's just too much. Um, Very good. Mm -hmm. yeah. And do you have you? Uh, I, I assume you have your your um, everything posted at your website that you'd like to. Uh, have people see and and the fund me campaign do you have time for a couple of more questions that have uh, come in the chat absolutely yeah someone's asking about the census as you're probably aware in Canada they uh, continue to send me letters they knocked on my door every day for weeks they don't do that anymore uh, but uh, do you have anything that you want to give advice oh, I on have, that I have yeah Glenda thanks uh, for that beautiful so I'll tell you a quick story. Um, living out in the country, I had um, a young chap um, drive in and get out of his vehicle, and he dropped off on two previous occasions. I saw him as I was doing some yard work, and he left um, the census form wrapped in a plastic bag. So I just kind of kicked it around into the garage. Um, to put it in the garbage. Then the third occasion, he knocked on the door and I answered and he said, uh, he asked why I did not complete census. And I politely asked him to get off the property because he's on a lodium land. And he asked, how do you spell that? And I said, please just quietly leave. And uh, I said, it is nobody's business who I am, especially the government's. And I closed the door and he was screaming, uh, I'm going to come back and I'm going to give you a fine. Okay, so I went uh, back to what I was doing. About a month later, um, I thought it might have been his father and another individual came by and they said, uh, is there a particular reason why you will not fill out the census? And I said, do you want the biblical version or do you want the man-made version? And he said, well, uh, humor me. And I said, uh, God doesn't humor anybody, but the biblical version is King David was sequestered by the enemy in secrecy to take a ballot of all of his family or a census or or whatever the names of all of his uh family and descendants well it was not the voice of god that directed david to do this and and god then uh killed 72 of david's immediate family and David said, take me, please forgive me. I did not hear your voice. 
And God said it was the enemy infiltrating me. The secular version is, um, I'm not going to sign anything unless somebody's holding a gun. And I'm still not going to sign anything because the government's broke. They can't force a document on me or you or anybody else to review or answer or find out uh, how many toilets I heard were in it in your house. Um, I, I, I can't elaborate any more on that, Glenda, because it, the stupidity is just too overwhelming, but you get the gist. Mm -hmm. I do mm -hmm. not accept. I just say no. And if you're that deaf, please go get it uh, checked out. Mm -hmm. Very good. I think the big clue is that it doesn't have your name on it. It's not, it's not addressed to you. It's some, some fictitious householder. I'm not a householder. I'm, I'm this woman. Your name is on it because uh, they delivered it to you. Um, to my address. Yes. Or they force it upon you to reveal who you are. Um, even though your name is not on it, by answering it, they cross-reference address and um, yeah, it, it's, it's, no, it's nobody's business who you are. It's nobody's business whether or not you have a birth certificate or not. It's nobody's business if you have a driver's license to operate a vehicle that you own or not. It's nobody's business when you ask the government for the stupidest license of them all, um, a marriage license. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I think I mentioned this in the, in the um, first interview. I don't remember Peter, I mean, uh, Jesus sitting in the boat with Peter as he's hauling out a boatload of uh, fish in his net, pulling it in. And when he finally got the fish in the boat, he uh, looks at Peter and says, oh, by the way, there's a tax on each and every fish. Um, that's, that's the stupidity of a census. The government is trying to find out who we are they're treating us as the enemy um, so we can feed them for enforcing their um, unlawful laws and um, acts. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Word also has it that the public health here is uh, petitioning, uh, petitioning is probably the wrong word, but trying to get the information of each and every individual student's personal health information number. It's not that public health doesn't have that, but right now they don't match it up to their exact school and location, right? So they can turn around and, and target the ones that are not willing to comply. So what you're saying, Beth, is... Um... This is a stepping stone for everybody to eventually have the mark of the beast placed on their forehead or forearm. They're, they're in a frantic race to accumulate 
as much information as they can about each of God's children. They put it into a, a, a big giant computer and everything is cross-referenced, cross-pollinated. And then one day they're going to come out and say, everybody line up because we've got you. And we're going to give you a number and off you go. Um, I see a question by Slick. Yes, thank judge's you. name for value as trustee. Um, there are no judges, plural. There's only one, God. These guys behind the bench, Slick, are justices or magistrates. They are not judges. No man can judge. Um, trustee. Uh, no. A trustee is a um, government-derived um, name. And, um, yeah, no. It all has to do with uh, the lawyers and the courts and the government and um yeah trustee i don't trust anyone so um <laughs> yeah that's that's what the bible says don't trust in any man don't trust in the world trust in god exactly we walk uh true believers understand when i say this we walk by faith and not by sight we walk uh, with God in our presence, and uh, we don't walk uh, of this world um, because it's a mess. Huh. Exactly, exactly. Uh, let's see if I missed anything here. The Vax Passport is the mark of the beast. Yeah, I just saw a gory video where they, they cut out uh, the chip that, that get, got inserted from an injection. Is it true or not? You don't know. But, uh, you know, he, here we are, kind of kind of looks to be the case. Uh, you're getting lots of good support, and thank you. You hear the roaring thunder of those angels, and uh, straight... I, I mean, uh, yeah, no, uh, she knows. Mandela, well, okay, great, and uh, straight fire, angels will judge, that's that's interesting. I don't even see God as the judge, to tell you the truth. I, I look into this, and, and I, I see God as the seer of all. Right? Every hair on your head, every thought that, that uh, passes through your consciousness, um, you know, that, that to me is, is like the, and then, and then judgment, it's some other, this is just my, my feeling and my take, that the, the, the damnation, I don't find that in God, but the, but the all-seeing and the, anyway, this is a, more of a philosophical conversation, I know that I won't be popular with that, um, but uh, Jenny B says, may we all have the strength to stand in ourselves, uh, Daniel's strength to stand in ourselves without knowing. It's uh, beautiful that you have the name Daniel. <laughs> You're well named. And uh, yeah, so lots of appreciation. Do visit Daniel's website. And Daniel, I don't know if you have any time to, uh, to take a few minutes after, but um, I would love to introduce you to somebody who's been in the chat here. And if you had time for a quick chat after, would that be okay with you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, fantastic. So don't, uh, don't X out right away. And, 
and I think we will be starting to close up. If I can take a break for five minutes. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we do want to. Yeah, I think we all need a little break for five minutes. So that's that's very perfect. We'll just uh, stay on, and we'll be here. And uh, yeah, so we'll we'll save the philosophical question for another time, uh, Andre. I, I think that uh, you and I might have some good things to talk about. So. Uh, Daniel Terry, thank you once again for joining, uh, giving so generously of your of your time. I know you don't have to do this. I know you were inspired to do this. Do visit his website at angeliclaw.com to see what is uh, possible for you in, in the realm of lawful action. And I know you have your, is the GoFundMe campaign here at your website as well? Um, I'm not seeing it up. You might want to it's it if it's not up it, it should be up um okay well uh, within i uh, i can only fathom um within uh 72 hours 48 hours 24. thank god i have a lot of uh wonderful help and um the web builder and everything else that's incorporating uh, all the commerce, etc. Um, yeah, um, just put in chat. Um, okay, um, I'm getting orders from headquarters, but I have no idea how to do it. So um, <laughs> put in chat. Oh, yeah. So if you have a link, and if one of your uh, people is here on on the interview, then just just uh, put put the link right in the chat. People will see that, and then uh, that would be a good way to do this, so that that people can still see it in our last in our last uh, hour. And you're getting lots of gratitude, lots of uh, appreciation for being here. So, thank you as well, Andre, for being here as as well. God, God eternal within. Amen to that. And uh, would you like to close, close with a prayer as well that you opened so beautifully with that? And maybe we could have the same Heavenly moment. Heavenly Father, um, I'm humbled. I truly am humbled um, at how you have guided all of us um, to this meeting um, where Beth, has um, put together a forum uh, like none other where we can share in private and not be encumbered by the enemy's forces to break down the walls of this conference call at any time. Thank you for the support from absolutely everyone who has sent correspondence asking for help and we've replied in voice and in print that we have their backs too. I thank you. I give you all the honor and the glory and the praise because only you can perform the miracles that are about to take place for all to witness and behold, knowing that yes, you rule over all, good, bad, or indifferent, 
even the bad you want to bring into your fold because they're the ones, as Paul was, a murderer, a bad person. And on the road to Damascus, you knocked him on his knees blind. And it wasn't until Jesus came upon him and opened those eyes did he realize your power, the strength of the heavens. And he went on to write probably two-thirds of the New Testament. I give you again thank, thanks for all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. A few more thanks here from all of you guys. How beautiful that you come for this fellowship and this learning. I appreciate you very much. Uh, if you'd like to check in with me, bethmartins.com, as you can see at the bottom of the screen is my website. Uh, you can check out my book. You can do an archetype quiz to see where you are in the path of purpose. Like Daniel is on his hero's journey, like he said, not just a co-pilot of God. God is literally, uh, you know, fueling the journey, guiding the journey. And this is where we all must be. If we do what God tells us to do, then we are going to get out of this and and uh, be in a completely new place. That's my that's my claim, and I stand behind that claim. And uh, I think I'd like to sp pay special tribute to my my uh, cat Ocean, who is in the cone of shame. <laughs> and for anybody that was worried about him, he's he's uh, very much healed. So I didn't want anyone to worry. He was in a bit. He was in bad shape last time, but uh, he's he's on every stream. Daniel, he's he's a, a celebrity. <laughs> um, I see the collar around him. Does he like crawling through barbed wire fences? He had such a bad injury. He got his ear oh. almost taken off, and then and then cats don't know how to just leave those injuries alone. So it was it, he was making it worse. So we had to put the cone of uh, silence or shame on him, and uh, he's doing much better. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, <laughs> just wanted to shout out. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining. I uh, don't know exactly when I'll see you again. Um, maybe we'll have Daniel Terry on, on the Choose Freedom Law Summit. I will let you know about that. You can sign up. There are uh, links below as well for that. Uh, we have the, the Journey Code Coaching Certification is coming up. There's still one spot open. So if anybody wants to learn how to help others to deprogram, to know who they are, to be able to stand in their own authority to heal from what ails them so that they can go and do their hero's journey and good work in in the um in the world then feel free to put your hand up in the notes below or just email me beth at bethmartins.com and i think that's all for now we'll take a five minute break and and see you back here uh in in uh, a few minutes daniel thank you so much and and goodbye everyone for now <laughs>